previously on the Twistcast. Last time on Twistcast, we talked about Dark Phoenix and... We also talked about some of the stuff revealed at E3 this year. Which was pretty sweet. Uh, the, I'm sure there was a lot more that we missed uh, after there, the after the Twistcast. There really wasn't. No. no. E3 had finished by that point. Well, yep. that's pretty disappointing. Um, but I guess that was it. I mean, there was some big stuff, but not for us. For us. Right, right. Okay. Okay, so that was last week, but... For now, everybody, welcome to the Twistcast. My name is Sam. I'm Mike. And I'm Jesse. Okay, as always, let's get started with the news. Sweet. All right, so jumping in with some comic book stuff. It's going to be a little bit shorter tonight. It's going to be a little bit of a page turner. I would hope so. It's only been a week since we last recorded the last one. That's true. That's true, but there's still news. Uh, So Marvel had been teasing a Spider-Man announcement with a countdown clock of all webs. And it started at four. It started at four, which made... They knew what they were doing. They, They... it was like, okay, is it a Spider-Man Fantastic Four team up? Is it Spider-Man Four being written by Sam Raimi? Like, <laughs> which like, no one wanted. Uh, I'm going to tur- speak for everybody. <laughs> I'm just kind of curious what he would have done. Um, probably too many villains. Hopefully, no more emo Spider-Man. Either no. way, no, uh, it'd be nothing but emo Spider-Man. Uh, yes, <laughs> I'll take that. Let's go. Or better yet, he'll introduce Miles and make it emo Miles. Oh God, is that even? <laughs> I don't know. Thing? He'll make it. All right. Uh, but it re- was revealed to be J.J. Abrams and his son writing a Spider-Man comic this fall. Which uh, I That sounds great. I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. Uh, I wonder if they will find a way to work in a lens flare. In, oh, probably in somehow. I'm just not <laughs> sure. It's yeah. it's Abrams, of yeah. course. Hey, you better. Oh, maybe his son will put the kibosh on it. Who knows? No. No. no? Dude, I'm pretty sure that's like the first thing he taught his kid. Lens flare. Lens runs flare. In the, lens flare. Runs in yeah. the family. Yeah. Yes, please. Uh, uh, DC has pushed back uh, a bi-weekly title in Batman, uh, both Batman 74 and 75, one week each on the schedule. Uh, they did not give a reason for the change. I'm okay. That book has been like fucking clockwork. It just out, out, out. So that's fine. Okay. Um, can I interrupt you real quick? No. Oh. Okay, go ahead. I'll keep going. No. Uh, it's for the J.J. Uh, Abrams Spider-Man? Yeah. Um. They are doing a brand new villain yes. for that for that run. That is correct. Called Cadaver. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's gonna like I I always get a little scared about like people that are not traditionally comic book like your first comic book that you're writing is, you know, a major hero. Yeah. Like and I don't know how your what your writing style is or whether or not you're gonna have the right voice, and that's important. Because if you don't have the right voice it does not work. It's true. Um, one thing that makes me have faith is Abrams did the first of the returns to Star Wars. Um, yes, yes. I mean, he did a lot of stuff. He did the Star Treks also, and he said a lot of shit. Right, but that <laughs> specifically for me was like, okay, you can handle like coming back yeah, to- Yeah, he was a producer on Lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Him and Linda Loft. And he's a producer on Westworld, I believe. And Dude, he's got his maybe. fingers in a lot. Yeah, he's yeah. in a lot of stuff. So I, I, Anything I, think sci-fi. Be, I think it'd be cool, you know, but go on. All right. So Batman. No, no, that's okay. Um, so yeah, they didn't give a reason for that change. Uh, also Batman will receive a star on the Hollywood walk of fame, which I just left. And now I'm mad that I'm going to miss Batman. I did see that. Interesting. Yeah. There's not many fictional, fictional characters. characters. There right? are, there, there are some, but there, not uh, Mickey, many, right? Minnie, Donald, Winnie the Pooh. What are um, I, I forget what what does it take? Like, do you have to amass a certain amount uh, of no, revenue? It, you basically just have to pay for it. Yeah, it's really, really a sham thing that people uh, don't realize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, while we were there, I think Alan Arkin was getting his. It was weird, um, <laughs> but like, like it's just it's just a bunch of people. That's so weird. Around. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not like you need to have so many awards or so much recognition or anything or certain like box office gross. You just buy it. That's yeah, pretty much fucking weird. I mean, you do have you do have to like. At least be a, a quote unquote star. Yeah. Um, and you have. It's it, not like it's you or I like, could just go pay the $250,000 to get one or something, whatever it is. Retarded. Um, but it's like one of five categories. I'm curious what what category they're going to use for Batman because technically you could use a few. Probably film because they don't do anything literature as far as I'm aware mm, for that. Point. So Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, and finally here, uh, DC is shutting down the Vertigo line. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but they will be reincorporating all this title. Nothing's getting canceled. It's all just going to be under the DC label, which... Uh, it's fair. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Why have multiple imprints? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
um, might might actually save on publishing costs as well. I'm not I'm sure, not sure how that yeah. exactly how that works, but uh, moving on to Worlds of DC. Worlds. Uh, Zack Snyder's second Justice League would have been released actually last week, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which kind of makes me a little sad because I'm I'm curious to see where it would have gone. Yeah, because th- that the whole dark same side thing. time a little relieved. Yeah, of course. Did, Absolutely. Did you guys pick up on the d- whole dark side thing? Yeah, uh, the first time you saw yes. Justice League. Yes. So when yeah. that in that whole nightmare sequence, yeah. the Omega symbol is on. Well, that was BVS. The, that wasn't Justice League. Oh well, yeah. Okay. So yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it was meant to be like a three too, yeah. movie arc. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So that's where it started, and, and then Steppenwolf is the herald for. Yeah. And then it would have been Darkseid. That's pretty much the only thing that I picked up was Steppenwolf being the herald for Darkseid, but I didn't see like the Omega symbol. Oh yeah, no, like, that was a major shot. I'm, you probably just blocked it from your memory. Because that movie's... Uh, probably. Okay. I think uh, I was focusing on like the city beyond it. And, yeah, like, instead of the giant all fucking that Omega that's just burned into the ground. Yeah, it just seemed like a war trench to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, go back and watch it again. Or better yet, just Google an image. That's yeah. what I did. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and he also shared a picture of Zack Snyder, he being Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. uh, shared a picture of what would have been young Darkseid, an yeah. actor, and all that stuff. Did he already have someone in mind for yeah. the actor? Yeah. Did uh, he say I who? I forget who it was, but I just I blocked it out of okay. my mind because it's not going to happen now, so yeah, I don't fair. worry. Well, don't worry about it at all. Uh, there are two actors currently being eyed to play Green Arrow in the DC whatever the fuck they're doing now. <laughs> and in. A Green Arrow movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Who? Uh, whether it's connected to one movie or no movies or possibly a movie. Well, who knows? <laughs> Whatever the fuck is going on there. So you have Charlie Hunnam from... Uh, from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Anarchy. And Undergrads. And Taron Egerton, who was oh, in King- okay, yeah. Kingsman. Yeah. And Elton John, more recently. Yes. Yeah. The, the Rocket Man. Is that the name yeah, of the movie? Yeah, that's what it's called. I, I don't know if he would be a good Oliver Queen, but... You never know. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, He's sorry. a really good actor. He is. So, uh, so this is a little confusing to me. Uh, oh, and at, at dinner earlier, I expressed my disdain for Warner Brothers in general, but Warner Brothers is developing a live-action Teen Titans movie, and they may call it Young Justice League. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. And Why would you do that? The, Just pick one or the other. <laughs> the villain would be Hive, which is kind of interesting, but you already have Titans... And you already have Young Justice, and you already have Justice League. What? Because what DC! Yeah. 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 Fuck me. Oh, man. Uh, uh, in, <laughs> in news I'm, I'm so happy to have seen, it didn't happen, but <laughs> Warner Brothers once considered action star Steven Seagal for the lead role in Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> Oh Jesus! <laughs> the more, the more I think about it, the better it gets, and I'm mad that we weren't that we were robbed of this excellent opportunity. Wow! Wait, whoa! whoa. So w- <laughs> would you? Let's play a little game. And would you rather? Would you rather Steven Seagal or Nicolas Cage as Superman? Uh, uh oh, that's tough. That's actually really tough. Uh, cage. I don't have Cage. Cage is Superman. I, I want to see know. that. Wow. I don't know, man. <laughs> Seagal is just so ridiculous. Cage actually does have a modicum of talent. Uh, Seagal. Have you ever watched this even Seagal movie? I have not. Oh I'll, I'll be God. honest. I've never seen anything with him. Uh, you don't want to. I, so from really what I've heard, I really don't really, want to. really, really no. don't. They're just so bad. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's bad. I almost want the Steven Seagal Batman because I just know it would have it would have been one of those movies. It's just so bad. It's like a train wreck. You cannot look away. But at the same time, Cage could go full Cage with Superman. <laughs> that is true. I don't know. It would have been great one way or the other. Can we have a movie with can Seagal's have, Batman oh, and Cage as Superman? Could, could you imagine BVS with Seagal as Batman and Cage as Superman? <laughs> Uh, that's that's a that's a Dark Knight Returns right there. Oh my god! Because have you seen have you seen Seagal lately? <laughs> that's true. That's that's Dark Knight Returns right there. My man's put on a little oh weight. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I should have I should have closed with that because that's there's. So here here's the cast: Cage is Superman, uh, Seagal is Batman, and the chick from It, the red haired chick from It, the little the girl, she's Robin. 
<laughs> oh yeah, because you go, uh, you go female, Robin. Yeah, oh, yeah. smart. I like it. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's that's phenomenal. Uh, like I had, I saw that. And I had to put it in. I had. To oh put it yeah, in. you have to. Uh, the Joker. <laughs> I don't even want to do this now. Uh, the Joker will cameo in Birds of Prey, and I'm not seeing the rest of the title. Uh, but it won't be Jared Leto. Like, what Joker are we talking? It now? won't be Jared Leto. They'll do like they did with Shazam, and just. Like either from the back or okay. chest down or something like that. But why even do it? Why bother? Because it's there can't be any significance to it. Because they're it's DC. It's it's Warner with control over DC. You know what it like, probably will be is like Joker beating Harley Quinn, and you just won't see the Joker's face. Yeah, I hope not. I really don't. I'm not, I'm not down for domestic violence. Uh, but I mean, it but at the same is time, it's, that's the whole that's relationship. The relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right, moving on to MCU and their TV stuff. Um, if you haven't seen, Avengers Endgame is returning to theaters with post-credit extras. Yeah. I'm so. kind of against this. So it's just basically a push to be Avatar. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to go. It's kind of a dick move. <laughs> I'm going to go. Yeah. I still haven't seen it the second time. So like, if I'm going to see it a second time, I guess this is probably the yeah. time to do it. But. Yep. Which I And I also think they're trying to capitalize on... July 4th weekend. Yeah. Well, what they're trying to do is drum up stuff for Spider-Man. Exactly. So yeah. I think, I don't. I didn't see a, a re-release date. I just saw a whole bunch of, we're talking, we're really releasing it, we're re-releasing it. Yeah, but they would be stupid to not do it before yeah. Spider-Man's release. So what you do is, like, especially if you're a movie theater, you sell two pack of tickets to Endgame, immediately followed by Spider-Man. Yeah. And yep. there you go. Uh, Kevin Marvel Kevin says the Black Widow prequel will explore unexpected MCU questions, uh, and it's been likened to Better Call Saul to Breaking Bad. Yeah, I did see the headline earlier about that, and I was kind of curious about that. What mm-hmm. does that exactly mean? Well, you know he's tight-lipped with stuff like that, so we <laughs> got nothing gonna else. going to start a meth lab? Like... I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to, ScarJo? <laughs> well, there, there has to be like tons of stuff in the MCU that are totally overlooked because it doesn't involve one person's specific plot line or like an Avengers overall. And um, I just need I, them to flush out that whole Budapest thing because it's driving yeah, me crazy. Yeah. They've referenced it a ton of times, right? And now I just need to see. It. I just hope it's not a red like, herring. Yeah, I don't want it to be the Nick Fury losing his eye, which I still find hilarious. But like you've you've made it a thing now. Like if it's not a thing, then you fucked me, and I didn't ask for that. Yeah, I don't want Budapest to be like, oh, we got bad food there. (laughs) One of us got the shits. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that that would not be fun. Uh, This isn't like Budapest. (laughs) You and I remember Budapest very differently (laughs) because one of us got the shits and one of us didn't. Uh, Black Widow casts Ray Winstone from Beowulf and the and the Departed. Okay. Uh, Deadpool three is officially in development and will go in a totally different direction. Heard uh, that? Okay. Uh, I don't know what that means. It's going to be animated. <laughs> Half animated, like Green Lantern was. <laughs> uh, Marvel will be returning to San Diego Comic Con at Hall H this year, mm-hmm. which makes which leads me to believe that they will be announcing movies there as opposed to D twenty three. Right, that makes or at least sense. Some Com- Comic Con, I feel like, has a bigger audience, so uh, it's a it's a targeted audience. Yeah, you know, so they'd be smarter to do it there because when is Comic Con or that Comic Con again? It's like September, July. It's always in summer. So okay, so it'll be it's after like, Spider Man, which is when they yeah. said they were going to start announcing yeah. all the new stuff anyway. Uh, we talked about this earlier. Marvel Kevin confirms having con- conversations with Keanu Reeves and wants to find the right way to bring him into the MCU. The interesting thing to me was he said basically every MCU movie, mm-hmm. they've talked to Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Really? Which yeah. is nuts He's to just me. been waiting for the right role, which I respect him for. Like, yeah, uh, he doesn't want to just sign on to anything. He wants the role that he wants to play that he feels he'll do good at. Dude, I think he would be perfect for Moon Knight. I thought so too. I, I saw I saw that and I was like, oh man, he could pull off like each of those personas so differently. Um, I really love that. But then I really started thinking like, okay, if he's not Moon Knight or Adam Warlock, as I've seen a lot of people I say, saw that one, want yeah. him to, wanting him to be, what if he was a villain? 
Hmm. Like a villain that you intend to keep around for a little while. Right, like a Loki That's the key. Kind of they thing. would have to intend to keep him around, yeah. I think. Because otherwise it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I mean, he could be the big player. I for... He could be the next big villain in the MCU. Yeah, so if if you think of something that you'd like to see Keanu do, hit us up on social at Twisted Cape on Twitter or on, on Facebook. You can always send us an email at thetwistedcape at gmail.com. That's actually kind of interesting. I'd love to explore that down the line. You see him being Kang? That would be awesome. Uh, I I saw a Silver Surfer pop up. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. Um, you know he he does have a turn. Doctor Doom. Mm, no. No. I don't I don't think he's the right fit for Doctor Doom. Okay. I th- I think I mean because you have to establish him as. It's no disrespect to Keanu. You have to establish him as a genius first, and I just, he just doesn't exude genius to me. I guess. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Okay. Uh, finally, here Sony confirms Tom Hardy is returning for a Venom sequel. It was a no-brainer to me. Sure. Um, and then in video games, the little more news came out about Marvel's Avengers. Uh, it looks like that game will have tr- microtransactions, which is a pain in the ass. Yeah, so they did but confirm. But it's all cosmetic. Yeah, they said it was not pay to win. Which, no, no I mean, loot boxes. It's. I guess it's fine because it's not a pay-to-win situation, Look, but it's still <sighs> stupid. Here's the thing about micro- microtransactions, right? Like, if there's if there's no other way for me to get it other than the microtransaction, it, it's dumb. If yeah. I can earn it, and, but you also have the microtransaction as an option, cool. Okay, that's yeah, fine. that's fine. But but I just feel like microtransactions are basically targeted at kids, especially on an Avengers game, which is more kid-friendly. You gotta. A lot of these things are targeted toward children. Yeah, like bugging their parents to pay and, for all this shit. And it's not like parents are. I, I don't think parents are as wary to hand over a card or like pop in a card for you know an Xbox Live account or like a play, like a PS Play. Yeah. Um, where you know you're in the game, it's just like use the card that's linked to your PS Play account. Yep, and it's already there. Yeah, you, you know? don't even have to think twice about it. I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's a it's kind of a dick move. I, like I hate that whole trend, and I hope it goes away, but it probably yeah. never will because people keep buying stuff. Yep. And that's your news. So I did have one extra thing. Uh huh. Um, did you see? So uh, the cast from Spider-Man: Far From Home they're doing their whole press junket right now. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, Tom Holland is getting into some shit. For doing something. For doing what he do? Yeah. <laughs> and this one's really interesting. So, one of the people interviewing, it was like, uh, Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, and what's um, Ned? What's yeah, his name? Like Jake. I don't know. No, is it Jake? I, have no idea. I don't remember his name. So, they're interviewing the three of them. And the guy interviewing says, so what are these rumors of, you know, because Sony let out this uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie animated a couple yeah. months ago. Um, do you think they're going to do anything with a live-action Spider-Verse? Oh, with, yeah. yeah. I think with I know you, Tom Holland, you know, and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire reprising their roles as, you know, Spider-Man. And you guys are all in the same movie. And Tom Holland was fidgeting like a motherfucker. He was like putting his hand over his mouth, like, like shit. Like I really can't be talking about this. Like, how does this guy? How could this guy possibly know about this? And <laughs> and Zendaya and the other guy. I feel so bad for not knowing his name. Um, but they're just kind of looking at each other, like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. Like we like we have to cover up Tom, like fucking up right now uh what do you guys think about that possibility no 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 even if it was toby mcguire just fucking delivering a pizza no he shows up and he's like pizza time he's a little too old for that now well he could be an older peter parker i i don't see that really happen. i, I think that's just tom being tom i mean jacob Batalon. Jacob Batalon. Okay. So it was Jake. It was, he, I, I thought Tom Holiday referred to him as Jake before. Sorry. Gotcha. So I got, no, I, I think that's just Tom being Tom or trying to do a little bit of misdirection. I, I don't see that 
in the works at all. I yeah. feel like that's a lot of work to do. And you'd have to get both. Like, I'm pretty sure Andrew Garfield left that role with a little bit of animosity behind it. Like, like at one point, he didn't even show up for a press junket. Like, he was just like, nope, not going. Oh, wow. Like I'm, I think there, I think there's more to the story. Uh, on the Sony end, I think they screwed him pretty hard, and he was just like, "Fuck you, I'm not, not working for you right now." Gotcha. All right. Well, that was just something. It's it's interesting. Like the concept could be cool, but because they're introducing a multiverse and Far From Home, so. yeah, potentially. Right. Assuming that wasn't a misdirection as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, because it is Mysterio. Yeah. Speaking of Mysterio, uh, we can probably get into some stuff about the fishbowl-headed motherfucker. <laughs> Quentin Beck. Yes. So this is the villain for, well, villain ally. Hero. I'm not sure Whoever yet. he is. For, for the Far From Home movie. Um, so we'll go ahead and tell you a little bit more about him, starting with Jesse. All right. So Mysterio, a.k.a. Quentin Beck. Worked in movies as a special effects expert and a stuntman, debuting in Amazing Spider-Man number two. He has a high level of intelligence shown by his MIT education. His career had slowed down when he initially encountered Spider-Man, which eventually led to him joining forces with the Tinkerer, and they were both beaten by Spider-Man way back in ASM number 13. After multiple encounters with a wall crawler, Mysterio joined the Sinister Six. Through the years, failure took its toll on Mysterio, and he eventually took his own life. He was eventually resurrected and still pops up from time to time. So Mysterio's abilities mainly lie in his ability to create masterful, practical effects and used these to make an imperfect recreation of Spidey's webbing. He is a gifted chemist, engineer, and strategist. Strategist. He has his... work. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? It's one of those made-up words. No one actually knows. <laughs> he has his signature fishbowl helmet, which has its own air supply, gloves, and boots that disperse hallucinogenic gas. Mysterio also uses a gas that he developed to cancel out Spider-Man's spider sense. Mysterio at one point even gains demonic powers, but eventually was stripped of them upon his resurrection. Despite being in good physical shape, he is constantly taken out by Spidey with one punch. If you want to read Mysterio stories, you can always go back to the beginning and read ASM number 13 uh, for that first appearance, that Je- as Jesse said. But some some of the most fun went around in his Sinister Six days, starting back in ASM annual number one. Uh, there's a great story in Spectacular Spider-Man uh, numbers 50 and 51 where Aunt May's constantly in danger from aliens. <laughs> an abduction takes place, but it's a giant Mysterio ruse. It's a very fun story. Finally, check out Daredevil Guardian Devil. It's a story uh, that is written by Kevin Smith, who we all know and Mm -hmm. kind of like at least. Uh, (laughs) And in this story, Mysterio becomes responsible for the death of Karen Page. Uh, Very interesting stuff right there. Hmm. So that's who Mysterio is. Nice. All right. So uh, we will come back to some Spider-Man-centric stuff later on. But for now, let's talk about... Uh, we're going to do a flashback to an event comic from last year called Infinity Wars. Yes. I totally forgot we were talking about this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I just <laughs> completely left my mind. Okay, yes. So, Infinity Wars... Uh, Still such a stupid title. That's mm, your favorite. Uh, it's like Aliens. That I respect more. <laughs> uh, of course, follows the... The path of the infinity gems, which I think in this story were referred to as stones. No, there was there was the soul gem, and then the rest of them were stones. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. fucking movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it basically centers on a lot of cosmic characters. Um, so you get a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, stuff like that. Um, so one of the things I loved most about the entire book, start to finish, was the art. Yeah. See, it was I wasn't really good. that sold on the art. Really? Um, there's some moments where I just felt like I had trouble following what was going on because of the art. Like, I was just like, I, I, wait, what's happening? There was just like one or two panels. I was just like, I, I have no idea what the hell's happening right there here. There was one panel of Emma Frost that looked like she didn't have a chin. <laughs> and it was just like, How does she fold towels? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. If you don't, just go fold a towel and you'll you'll understand. I hope. Yeah. Unless you're some kind of freak. I mean, I don't normally use my chin to fold towels. I just hold it up and fold it. Oh, my God. You're you're a weirdo. (laughs) You're a wizard. 
Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But other than that, man, I love the art. So did I. Like, I think you and I are in the same camp here. I just loved, like, the style, like, how it was almost like, like, so are you familiar with, like, that dot art? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what a lot of it kind of seems like to me mm-hmm. at times. And it drew me in for some reason. See, it doesn't, it, it didn't seem like dot art to me. It seemed like a really, like, detailed sketch. Yes. That was colored. Yeah. 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 Oh, the colors just popped, I think. Everything was, all the coloring was perfect. Whoever inked that was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's weird It's weird to start with the art, but I think that's, <laughs> it's so eye-catching. Um, but there was one issue, I think it was like issue number, so there's Infinity War Prime. Yes. Number one. And that's it. And then it was Infinity Wars 1 through 6. Yes. Um, so the second issue of Infinity War was the one where like the beginning pages weren't the same art style. Um, I think it was when that guy is in prison. Um, I forget what his name was, but yeah, there was some character in prison and it was a completely different art style than everything else. I did love how, so we, which I, I thought was weird. I love how it kind of centered on Thanos. Like, like even though he should not have been a part of the story just because yeah. the way it started. Just that voice in the back of Gamora's head. Yeah. I, I, kind th- of, I did like that. I kind of got annoyed by it. Um, I thought it was uh, harking me back to Dark Side Is. Okay. I, I, I well, I mean, that. you have a personal hang-up with that, but... Well, I thought uh, it was I thought it was a nice touch because it just showed you that like how ingrained his teachings really were in her. Yeah. How much that she wants to fight it, it's still in there. It's true, but I could have done without him constantly popping up. It's like, okay, I get it. She's doing these things because he's in her head. Like they could have said it once and I would have been like, okay, this is why she's doing it. Like it doesn't take me five panels every issue with Thanos in it to be like oh that's right Thanos is in her head <laughs> silly Sam like I get it you know they just didn't need to do it I mean and they do like a, a lot of really cool stuff with like making sure that you still see him as an imposing force sure and at times almost from her perspective mm-hmm. where she's really small and he's just this hulking mass of a titan well he's a titan um but that's exactly how he's depicted. Did they ever show? So, like, are we are we doing all the spoilers? Yeah, go full okay. spoiler. It's over a year old. If you haven't read it by this point, then you're probably either not going to read it or going to read it because of this discussion. That's right. So, in the first issue, you will find that Gamora is a villain-ish person named Requiem. Yes, and she cuts off Thanos's head. Before he can get the Infinity Stones again. So first of all, I love that they used Gamora in that way. Yeah. Because it's not very often that you you get a hero or, or a character really using a different, like, alter ego. Sure. Yeah. Because like, if you know who it is, then it's, you know, like, all right, whatever. I think it had actually gotten spoiled for me in, like, solicitations. So it was just like, um, I already know that Requiem is Gamora. All right. But <laughs> just like we did for you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's who we are. Um, but, you know, it's just, I just thought it was it was super cool that that was what it was. And, you know, you, you build on all those relationships from Guardians and right. all the the interplay from the the earthbound characters so real quick let's go into the plot of this entire um storyline yes i think that would help build some context for everything that we're going to be talking about sure go for it um so it is understood that thanos has had the infinity stones before and And that he's a threat with them yes yes um he also understands that he should not have the stones um it's it's actually something that goes back to I think it's the Infinity Gauntlet saga. Yep. Um, or he even says to like his own uh, whatever people that are working for him 
Yeah. That like it's like children of Thanos. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I pretty much shouldn't win because I'm doing the wrong thing, but I can't help myself yeah. because this is my fate. Yeah. So pretty much. That's he he understands that he should not have the stones, so if anybody destroys him or relieves him of that fate, it's for the better. And shortly after, he kind of alludes to that. Requiem slash Gamora kills him, cuts off his fucking head. <laughs> Which was, like, shocking, right? Like, Yeah. It's like, it's patricide, essentially, because he did raise her, after all. Um, yeah. It's just... After killing her actual parents. Yeah, well, I mean, look. <laughs> I didn't say it was all good. She's, she's adopted. Uh, so... Have you know that that happens, and Requiem slash Gamora gets her hands on the Infinity Stones, um, and up to that point, you think you know what what is she trying to do with them? And it kind of goes to the movies, right? So her soul is in the Soul Stone, and yeah. she wants to the movies go to the comic book. She re- wants to reconnect with her soul, essentially. And that seems to be um, her real real drive to do what she's doing. And the story kind of centers around that and then Loki trying to impose his own agenda. Um, because there's this whole multiverse going on and he's aware that there's a multiverse. Mm-hmm. And he's not sure where he specifically... like his version of Loki falls into this multiverse and it's kind kind of driving him crazy. So he goes to very, very, very great lengths to figure this out. Um, so that is pretty much, unless you guys want to add anything else, the plot of the run. No, no. Um, so there are a lot of characters in this. Yes. Um, characters you just almost don't, expect to see together mm-hmm. right no. so dr strange is a part of this uh captain marvel's a part of this um emma frost emma frost, emma frost. <laughs> uh wolverine it plays into it black widow plays into it you get some panels of they don't say anything but ghost rider and black panther yep. yeah the ghost panther actually end up morphing together yep yeah and it's like Black Panther with a skull head riding on a flaming Black Panther. Yep. So that's one of the cool <laughs> that's one of the cool things about this. Like they end up doing this whole infinity warps thing. Yeah. Warp P with a P. I don't know if you guys read any of that stuff. Nope. Uh, it was all on there, but um <laughs> it's it's crazy. So like the combos get wild. So you have yeah. Mo- you get Moon Knight and Spider Man as a mm-hmm. combo. You get Thor and Iron, Iron Man. Man as a combo. Iron Hammer. Feel bad for their liver. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, you get um, Doctor Strange and Captain America as a combo. Yeah. Uh, you get Wolverine and Emma, Emma Frost. Frost as a combo, which <laughs> uh, might be my favorite thing out I of this. Was it thing. Diamond Gent or something <laughs> like that? It was. It was. Something to do with the patch persona of Wolverine, mm. um, but yeah, it was just fucking ridiculous, man. Like Ant Man and Hulk. Yes. Uh, um. <laughs> just like, like I don't know how they picked those, but my god, they were perfect. Yeah, they, it was it was hilarious. Um, some of it didn't end up as cool as I'd hoped. Um, the whole. Uh, Spider-Man Moon Knight like should have been way cooler to me. And it yeah, just... it was like barely in it at all. It yeah, was just, like, and, and, the, and the like tie-in is eh, it's all right. Nothing, nothing right home about. Yeah, I mean nothing really happened with the warp characters, unfortunately. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah, it was. If anything, just to 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 build another story arc. Yeah, that so they could work with. They they definitely are doing that. So at the, by the end of the event, like the the warps are actually still they still exist in their own universe, but our characters are returned to here. Yeah. yeah. At where they're supposed to be. Prime Earth. Yes. Six one six. Um so what moments really stuck out to you as the story went along? 
like for me, one of the first ones was Gamora killing Star Lord. Yeah, like I didn't. Oh my god! Like that... this, the like it was almost shocking because I was like, "Hold on, is this gonna stick?" Yeah, and then of course it doesn't. No, of course not. <laughs> I love, um, <laughs> I love the uh, the line that so Gamora kills Quill. Yes, right, and then it just like abrupt everything abruptly stops, and Doctor Strange you know jumps in with the time stone. And removes Quill from, like, the situation. And he's like, Quill's like, what the fuck? Like, how am I alive still? But when you're seeing Quill, he gets stabbed. There's just all this blood everywhere. Yep. So when Strange pulls him away from that, and and Quill's like, holy shit, I'm alive. Dr. Strange is like, yeah, you're alive, but hold on. (laughs) (laughs) But hold on. Uh, blood cannot be unflung is what he says. <laughs> and it's just like, he just puts all this blood like right back in front of Quill and it's just like, <laughs> like all over him. So Quill just like, just gets splashed with all of his own blood that didn't really, but did leave his body. It was a pretty funny part. Uh, yeah. So the, I mean, there, obviously we talked about the Thanos beheading. That was like a shocking ish moment. Um, so what else really stuck out to you, like, in in those in those big moments? Um. So I, I even I, some of the smaller moments. I, I did say too. I. So I took some notes, right? Um. So I'm getting <laughs> crap from the guys right now because I did take some notes uh <laughs> about this run, right? And I'm like, you know, I bef- before uh like even before Flash, like I never. You know the show on CW. I never heard the word tachyons before, <laughs> so I just assume, my dumbass assumed that tachyons are just another one of the sci-fi things that the Flash show made up. This is all time travel junk. And then I see it again in this, and I'm like, oh wow, like that's weird. I didn't know tachyons were a thing outside the DC universe. And, and then I just give him a look, and then Jesse <laughs> just looks at me. He's like. You fucking idiot. They're a real thing. <laughs> they are the a real, real thing. physics concept. So, you know, you live and you learn, people. <laughs> That's just uh, what I learned today. Um, so it seems to me that the ultimate villain catchphrase is, who dares? Like, yeah. yeah. Like any, any time when a villain gets dropped in on unexpectedly... That's all they have to say. Who dares? Who dares? Who dares? And my favorite iteration of that is from Justice League Dark with Felix Faust. Yeah. Um, If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. It will make you laugh hysterically. (laughs) Um, So I thought there was some on-the-nose writing um, in this. At times, I wasn't a fan of the writing. To me, it felt like... There were some moments where we went from point A to point C and yes. just completely yes. bypassed B. Yeah. I'm just like, yes. wait, how did, what? Well, especially because I read this um, in the Marvel Unlimited app and um, they have this thing called like the guided view. Yeah. So yeah. it takes you like a whole page and it zooms in essentially to like specific panels. Yeah. So the DC um, stream universe app does that as well. And okay. comicsology even does that. Yeah. So gotcha. all the major readers do that, which, which makes sense on like a phone. Yeah. No, it really does. But I really thought like, no, like they, they had to have skipped over like a panel because what, this doesn't make sense going from here to here. And then I zoom just, out. They just skip the panel. <laughs> yeah, and I'd I'd like zoom out of the into the page and just read it like that. I'm like, what? It's, it still doesn't make sense. Yeah. So they, I'm, I'm with you. Completely omitted, like a crucial panel there. I'm like, okay, whatever. Let's just move on. Yeah, it was it was pretty odd. Um, but yeah, it seemed like some of the writing was like on the nose. Like at one point, they're like, engage our hacked satellite above Earth. Like, so well, where else would the satellite be? Okay, like, <laughs> all right, you didn't have to say all of that. Um, yeah, and then also the Wolverine stuff made me laugh out loud, like on a few occasions. In a so, good way or in a bad way? In a very good way. <laughs> so as we said before, Emma Frost and Wolverine were one of the warps, and he's a bougie bitch. Yeah, yeah he's a real bougie bitch. Super bougie. And once they are 
unmorphed together. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Wolverine's first line is, champagne is just fancy piss. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they'd been drinking a lot of champagne. And uh, if you know Wolverine, he is not a champagne drinker. Um, He's the, a beer swiller, if you will. Yes, and which goes directly into my next favorite line. Um, so there was this. There's this monster inside of the soul gem, who's oh, yeah. who's this, trying to kill everybody inside the soul gem, right? And there's a lot of people in there at the moment, at the time. The whole morph world exists within that soul gem. Yep. So when Wolverine and Emma Frost become unmorphed, that monster still exists in that universe. So Wolverine goes to grab a beer out of the fridge and the monster essentially fucking pops out of the fridge at Wolverine before (laughs) he could grab a beer. And all Wolverine has to say is, you killed my beer. (laughs) And then proceeds to stab the shit out of him. Uh, And I was just not expecting those lines. No. It was hilarious to me. Um, But yeah, overall the story, I wasn't expecting it to be as low-key centric, but... I didn't not like it. So I think this is something we kind of talked about before where it feels like a lot of times Marvel just goes back to the Loki well. Yeah. But like they did something kind of interesting here, which is pulling in those alternate reality Lokis, uh, which were were (laughs) fascinating to read. I would almost love like a what if comic based on those alternate reality Lokis. Like... Like, actually, that what if show that they're planning, I would love. I would love to see that. Like, what if Loki was worthy of Mjolnir? Right. Or, or, or if Loki was in charge, or if Loki had never been taken in by Odin. Like, th- there's so many different possibilities. And, you know, if, if you have if you have the talent, use it. Um, but sometimes it almost feels like a little too much Loki at times. Yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I was not ex- er, All right. I don't want to go into the whole ending because if you guys are into this story, I don't want to spoil it for you. No, just, just tell them to skip ahead. Yeah. So no, skip, talk, skip, talk. skip ahead if you don't want to hear the ending. But I was really surprised by how it ended up and Loki didn't fuck everybody over. Yeah. Um. Wow. Sometimes he <laughs> tries to be noble. Uh, that whole Doctor yeah. Strange arc. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, sometimes there's almost good in Loki. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's all, it's completely self-serving because mm-hmm. that's, you know, who Loki is, but. But those make the best villains though, that the ones that are like, okay, I'll put aside like my evil ideas and stuff to help you because it helps me. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, that's why it's the most fun. That's why I love Dr. Doom because that's all he is. Well, they're usually like the biggest stories, right? Yeah. With those kinds of things, which, you know, it's always great because you have, everybody and then you have this one person who just can make the difference and that's usually loki like for at least for this one it was yeah yeah yeah. um so yeah i mean it was i just thought the story was was fun overall it may not be the greatest story i've ever read yeah but it was at least inventive sure um different but different enough to still capture my interest uh, there were a ton of tie-ins, almost too many tie-ins. Well, that's <laughs> yeah, what I was I saw say. the lists at the end of like the issues, and I'm like, ah. I, I didn't even go for all the tie-ins because I was just like, I just don't, I, I don't care. Also, it's expensive, so yeah. no. <laughs> that was that was one of the things where I felt like if I had read all the tie-ins, all those like missed, missed, I say missed panels and quotations. I think it would have maybe not necessarily. No, you don't think so? Because a lot of it happens with the warps, mm. so it's like explaining who uh, the um, uh, I forget what Iron Man and Thor's mashup was called, but like Iron if, Hammer, yeah, Iron Hammer. Like so, explains more about Iron Hammer or the Soldier Supreme is or or um, Arachnite, and it just it just didn't do much for me like until the very end where they're like oh we were actually separate people and they kind of figure it out but even then like the writing got a little jumbled for me personally but uh, i mean if it if it falls in your lap i would definitely give a read especially if you are into the whole infinity stone thing yeah which i am 
Um, I think this whole this whole issue or this whole series run brings up another point though is when I went into the Marvel app or on the on the website and I typed in Infinity Wars to find the series run, there was like you know, however many That's other infinity sagas and ugh, I just think just leave it be for a little so bit. It's hard it's hard to ignore because there's so much power in the gems and like it would solve a lot of problems. Like um I think now what they're doing is they're they've split them up um because they, they it, now Wolverine has the Infinity Watch which I am currently in the middle of reading. I have a bunch right over there. Um, and like they're trying to either track the stones or let them be just mm-hmm. to keep them guarded. And which, which happened after the, the infinity gauntlet saga. Yeah. Um, Adam Warlock basically was like, all right, you, I'm entrusting each of you with the stone, go somewhere, tell nobody who you are, what you have and, and make it work. Yep. Which isn't how this one ended up. Nope. Not at all. Not really. Yeah. Instead of entrusting a stone to each person, he Adam Warlock essentially gives each stone its own soul which, and its own free will. Which is kind of cool. Except for the soul stone, I believe. Well, yeah, soul, that one he kept. No. No. That one... It flew off. Yeah. Did, that and one then he went to go chase after her, right? Yeah. 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 So, so I'm I'm curious to see how that whole thing works out. Yeah, because the, these things are incredibly powerful, and uh, you know that doesn't usually bode well. <laughs> Just walking around. See, what I have to wonder is, um, since these, we see the stones in the beginning of the story and all throughout, essentially up until like the last issue. Yeah, and we just accept that these are the Infinity Stones. Uh, and then they become just fucking a rock. Like, they're not the Infinity Stones anymore because Loki comes out with new stones from, uh, what's it called? The Creation Forge or something like that? Yeah. Um. So, are those stones that they started out with the actual original stones or did something happen before that that somebody no, else came two out? two sets of stones, right? Yeah. And then so, he basically invalidated one of them. Exactly. Yeah. So has that happened before? Not exactly, because I know there... Well, no, not really. No, I can't think of a time. So I wonder if these stones can do anything differently. That's, that's a good point. They haven't really explored that a whole lot because, you know, they're, they're gone. And I know? wonder if, like, even if people got a hold of the stones now, if they can do anything with them because the stone has its own free will and soul. So if it doesn't want to do what it's being asked of, it almost can't happen. Yeah, does it Yeah, I mean it's it's the whole genie premise. Sure. Right? Like there there are rules and we haven't yet explored those rules. Um so I, I do think even though there are a lot of like infinity stories, uh this presents a pretty fresh take on it. It does. It does. And I think that was greatly needed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I would say check that out. Um, it's out in a paperback form. You can get it in hardcover, but paperback tends to be cheaper. Uh, or if you subscribe to Marvel Unlimited or anything like that, you can easily just run it up there. And Which is $10 a month. It. It's not bad. It's really not. No. Um, yeah. But definitely, definitely give it a, a look-see. Okay, so sticking with the Marvel train that we've been rolling on. Choo-choo! Choo-choo, motherfucker! So, uh... By the way, science science is my scientific research. Four chuggas before the choo-choo. That's true. I prefer eight, but how can I... Sometimes you don't have the time. It's true. Yeah. Anyway, so (laughs) going back to uh, our talk of Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio... Before we started talking about the Infinity Warps, Infinity Wars uh, series run. Jesse's so happy right now. Yes. Um, (laughs) uh, So, sticking with that, we are going to now be talking about in, um, I guess... Just uh, Spider-Man cinema. Yeah, because of, you know, Far From Home coming up, we thought it would be fun to take a trip down memory lane and talk about our favorite 
Spider-Man movies. Yes. So what I want to do is talk about uh, your your top three favorite Spider-Man movies. Sure. Doesn't uh, have to be live action. Does not. Uh, surprisingly, my number one is not live action. Into the Spider-Verse took my number one. Oh, okay. I see that. Um, I thought it was just such a different take on the on the Spider-Man lore. Yeah, I love that it focused on Miles, even though there was still plenty of Peter. Oh yeah, in the movie, like multiple times over. Um, you get Gwen a little Looks bit. Like Gwen was great, and <laughs> it was just it was just so fun of a story and movie that I just I just, it just captured me and I just. Went in my heart and made my heart bigger. Maybe that's a problem. Maybe I'm gonna <laughs> die just early. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, that that took my number one. So I had a trouble like thinking about how I'd rank all these things, and I know a lot of people are gonna be angry with me about this, but for some reason I don't know why I really like Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, I I, I would have only been mad if you've been like Spider-Man three. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man 3, hands down, <laughs> my favorite emo spider all the way. Uh, uh, no, um, I don't know what it is. I, I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. Yeah. So, and I don't know if maybe it's just because, like, everyone hates it that I like it. <laughs> right. Um, but well, psychology. I don't know what it is about that movie. I just really like it. Okay, okay. Your number one? Uh, so, my number one, I'd have to go with um, Homecoming. Surprising okay. no one. What's that? Surprising no one. Well, you know, now that... So before, when I was making my list, I was just thinking of live action. Yeah. And just, a few, just a few minutes ago, Mike said, well, no, it doesn't have to be live action. It could be any Spider-Man movie. I said Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And I was like, well, motherfucker, damn it. Specify next time. Like, I could have, you know, home, Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse are right up there for me. It's really a big toss-up. But... I'm not going to throw off my whole grading scheme. No, you do you do what you did. Um, it's fine. So in my headspace, Homecoming was number one because to me, that's when they really got Spider-Man and Peter Parker, you know, right. In the Raimi films, they didn't get um they didn't get Spider-Man for me. Yeah. They got Peter Parker. I hundred percent agree with that. In Amazing Spider-Man, they got um they got Spider-Man, but not Peter Parker. Yep. I agree with that as well. So that's the kind of mentality that I think of when I think of like the Batman films. Yeah. Like the old Batman's like, oh, you can do Bruce Wayne, but you can't really do Batman. You can do Batman, but not Bruce Wayne. And then you get Christian Bell who can do both. I'm like, yes. Exactly. Yeah. You have to be able to do both personalities because they are different. Yep. Um, so Homecoming to me, that was great because not only did they get, they get the uh, two distinct personalities correct, but man, they just got... Like all the moves of Spider Man down, and it was fantastic. And they didn't have to use it as a launching point for the character. He already knew pretty much how to use like his abilities and stuff. We didn't have to see Uncle Ben get shot again. Yeah, all every you know, it's as fun as it is to watch. You know, we didn't have to see it again. Um, <laughs> so my. <laughs> That's really demented. Uh, <laughs> so what's your number two? Uh, my number two is actually Spider-Man 2. I love that movie. Um, Fair. That, like, and, it, and it had a lot of tentpole moments for me, right? That whole train fight was, that was ridiculous great. Yeah. at the time. I love Doc Ock as a villain, and you don't. we haven't had him since, yeah. and Alfred Molina yeah, was fantastic. He did a great job, yeah. Um, and it should, like... So the thing that Raimi's films did was his struggles as Spider-Man reflected his personal life, and I just think that a whole lot of that movie just worked for me, top to bottom. So yeah, Spider-Man Two was 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 my number two. So I was going to go with Spider-Man Two as my number two. Then you mentioned the whole you can throw an animated stuff. Oh right, <laughs> you didn't have to change it. You could have just stuck with it. <laughs> no, well, well, once you mentioned Into the Spider Verse, then I'm like, oh yeah, no, Into the Spider Verse. There you go. There's number two. So yeah, Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> okay, uh, for me, I'm still sticking with my original grading scheme. Yes, you do it. Unless, you know, unlike Jesse, that betraying bastard. <laughs> no, I am a scientist. I get new data and I reevaluate. That's what <laughs> okay. I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So my number two. Was Son of a bitch. Just, <laughs> just, just, just yeah. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. 
My number two is Amazing Spider-Man 2 only because, here's the thing, I will never watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 again. It is fucking embarrassing to watch. Uh, but it is my number two it. because we got a fantastic Spider-Man suit. We got, the for the first time in my opinion... We got a good movie where you had all of like Spuddy's moves, and yeah. like you could really see everything he could do. And you know, for the Amazing Spider-Man series, for me, like I said, had a good Spider-Man. I think it, he did it well. Um, it was written very, very poorly, but he did Spider-Man well. Yeah. Um, so for me, that was number two. All right, so number three for me is Homecoming. Um, Homecoming is a brilliant movie, top to bottom. Um, and it just takes you right back to a time. Like, for me, it was like, oh, you remember the first time you told a girl you liked her and she reciprocated? Like, that's that movie. Sure. Like, it just, all the nostalgia, just immediately. Also, it was the first time that I have to admit that I felt, like you said earlier, they nailed both Peter and Spider-Man. And... It, it meant a lot by comparison. We also got that Romana Senior scene in there. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's a very good point. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that movie's just so good. Just, yeah, nailed it. Plus, you get a little Iron Man in there, which is, sure. is kind of cool, you know? He doesn't really have a mentor in general, but, um, you know, to, to because in comics, he's, they're peers, not really... Like mentors, there's a whole period mm-hmm. during Civil War where Peter sees Tony as a as a mentor and a trusted friend. Um, sure, but it's never really like like you're older than me, you're better than me, you're smarter than me, like it is during Homecoming. And that's 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 a fresh take on characters that have been around for fifty, sixty years. Exactly, they made it work. Yeah. Uh, number three, I'd probably go with Homecoming. Um, it's the only Spider-Man movie I think that I've only seen once and I saw it right when it came out. So I don't remember a lot of it, but I remember I liked it. <laughs> I've seen it more than once. <laughs> so just on that basis alone, I'll go with that. <laughs> also that villain, man. The villain's so good. In yeah. That. He does a great I, job. Like, I, I think definitely the best Spider-Man villain in my opinion. It started to give me faith again in Marvel for crafting villains. Sure. Because most of the time they had just been... I mean, we've all seen Malekith and uh, fucking uh, (laughs) Whiplash. Uh, Yeah, so no. No, I I started to feel better about that. Also Mandarin? uh, I don't really count Mandarin. Because he's not Mandarin. Yeah. Let's move past Mandarin. Okay, well, at the time we saw it, we We all thought thought it was was Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. So. (laughs) Um, Fucking pants this in front of everybody is what it felt like. (laughs) Stupid. Everyone. Really oh, yeah. is it my number three now? Yes. Yes. It's my number three. Okay. It is um, number three. My number three is Spider-Man Two. Okay. Nice. Because you know it it is a good movie, but I fucking hate Sam Raimi. <laughs> and you know you didn't want another Bruce Campbell cameo. Cameo? No, I didn't. You know I, the one thing I didn't like about the movie was the Christ image where they're passing back on the piano. Yeah. He's like hanging on a cross. Like, uh, all right, uh, that's enough. We can chill with that. Yeah, I, I, I really just like looking back at the whole Raimi series. It just, I don't know. I it's kind weird. of like, I kind of like get embarrassed watching it. It just doesn't. It just seems so fucking fake. And Tobey Maguire just—I just want to punch he, I, him in the mouth. I think he was too stocky, like he was too thick. Yeah, like he like, didn't—he didn't. Spider-Man's supposed yeah. to be wiry almost, and you yeah. know, elbows and knees all the time. But he was just too muscly. He didn't have the right build. No. Yeah, if anything, you have to be more muscly, and then you'd be like uh, Spider-Man anima- animated series because that Spider-Man was. Pretty damn muscly. Yeah, he was. That was thick boy. Two C's right there. Yeah. So <laughs> you you can't be in between. You have to be wiry. Yeah, yeah you or go you all, have to be. <laughs> all the way or don't go at all. Or like way adult Spider Man. Um, <laughs> have too many spider snacks. Exactly. 
So, um, yeah, and like you said, the um, Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2, yeah. he really is a great villain. Um, the one thing I really just did not like about that movie and just really bothers me is his association with, like, his powers are based on his, like, emotion. And yeah, so I'm that's like, one of the things oh, I didn't like about the Raimi series is barf. that he, the organic webbing and all that kind of stuff. I was just like, meh. Like, I just didn't, like, because, let's be honest here, and a little bit scientific, if he's if he's going to assume that power from a spider, shouldn't it come from where it comes from on a spider instead of his hands? Because they don't come out of a spider's legs. It comes out the backside. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's a horrible movie, <laughs> or a fantastic one, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> no, it's a bad one. <laughs> but it, it's just like the the logic there didn't play for me. It's like all right, I guess. Also, it kind of creeps me out that you just have this fucking flap in your wrist. Yeah. Like, can you like can you close it off? Does is it if the wind blows in the wrong way? Does that flap just kind of just dangle in the wind? Yes. No, it's probably more like a sphincter type of thing. Oh, God, that's worse. That's worse. Where it's just like a muscle that can open and close. But let me ask this. Say I hit up McDonald's, all right? Okay. And I'm with Peter Parker. I eat all my McNuggets, but there's one left. I pick it up. I think I'm going to eat it. But you know what? I'm too full. Oops, I dropped the container that it came in. Hey, Peter, would you mind sticking this in your flap for me for later? No. No. Like, could he do that? No. No? No. Then how big is it? It's not big at all. Oh. Also, like, how does his body secrete the necessary chemicals... I think we're thinking way too much Look, about I'm this. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There, there were problems. <laughs> all right. It just. Uh, Let's move on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not there. So, so we're all in agreement. <laughs> Fuck Sam Raimi. I would not go that far. You said it, not me. You, you said it. Uh, <laughs> so while we're talking about Spider-Man, who's your favorite live-action Spider-Man? Hmm. For me, it's Tom Holland. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think twice about Tom it. Tom Holland, hands down. I still really like Edgar Garfield. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't I, not that I don't like Tom Holland. It's just something about Andrew Garfield I just really connected with. I, I really liked him. I think he made a great Spider Man. I think he would have I been... promised that series too, by the way. Like, what's the, that? The whole lizard design just, just, it looked, he looked like a Goomba from Super Mario Brothers, <laughs> yeah. the movie. Yep. Like, it was, it was not a smart design. I'm not saying nah. it was a good movie. What I just, for some reason, like I like the movies. I, I like him. What lizard has a head that looks like a penis? That's exactly what it <laughs> looks like hey, you don't want to ask this question i'm sure there's a lot of lizards that do yeah send there's a all lot of those weird... pictures to jesse's twitter handle please <laughs> right away there's a lot of all weird them, biology all them stuff dixards. <laughs> dixards. uh anyway Hashtag dixards. So, so i i do think that uh andrew garfield works as a great spider-man as an older version of him but not as a teenager yeah like that was the thing like the before Tom Holland, they kept trying to cast men as teenagers, and it clearly didn't work. Yeah. Even <laughs> the Sam Raimi stuff in high school, like, those are fucking 30-year-olds <laughs> yeah. pretending to be teenagers. And, like, we've seen that happen before with, like, Smallville, where he's in high school way too long <laughs> to the point where it no longer made sense. Like, like, <laughs> like that, that sophomore has a full beard. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, but yeah, like th- when they finally cast him, it was like, okay, he's young. He can grow with the role, which he has. Yeah. I hope they don't try and leave him in high school for very much longer after this. Even still that's a problem. Like through uh, in, you know, far from home coming out to seeing him in the trailer there. Like he looks bigger you know like he's growing like physically growing into the role yeah so that that was i think the right choice for them there i I mean he is 21 in real life for 22 it's like yeah i I don't think he would be growing anymore yeah i mean but he can always put on like more muscle (laughs) okay yeah Yeah. but like that's just a natural physically like getting taller no 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 yeah that's a physical thing aging though like he will put on weight yeah. naturally because when he was first cast i think he was like 16 yes which which like blew my mind and i was like super happy about it yeah like go back and watch civil war it was the first time we see him and you look at him you're like that's a child you like watch him now and you're like 
okay, that's a man. Yeah. Yeah, I think right before uh, Infinity War, or no, Civil War, he turned, no, Infinity War, he turned 21. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Uh, so what do you guys think will be happening in Far From Home? Hmm. D- do you trust Mysterio? Nope. Of course not. No. I mean, you can't. You want to just because, like, the idea of a multiverse brings some interesting stuff with it, but... I don't think that's an entire lie. Because isn't that said by Nick Fury? Yeah. Not Mysterio, so I... But think... that might be just because that's what Mysterio told him. Yeah, but... <laughs> Like it's crazy. Well, I don't know because well, Tom Holland also kind of spoiled that, uh, so it's not really a spoiler for me to say it now. Like all the snaps that took place on Earth, like if, could have fundamentally changed. D- I think that's how we get mutants, right? Like, I think that's how a lot of this other stuff happens. So we get Fantastic Four and all this other stuff. Yeah, because we've just taken like cosmic energy like three different times on this planet, like hard. And there's, you know, gonna activate. Let's just give everyone a big dose of gamma radiation instead of you know killing them. It just mutates them. I didn't say it was gamma. They they said it was gamma. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying I didn't say it was gamma. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I I think that's that's kind of cool. Um, how big a role do you think like Shield, well Nick Fury and and Agent Hill, Maria Hill will play in the movie? Uh, I honestly think they're going to play a pretty substantial part. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I feel like they're going to be taking the part of Tony in the first one, where he's kind of there at key points throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, because I, I I think with the whole multiverse thing in the background, it can't just be Spider-Man dealing with this. Yeah. This is a world, I mean, multi-universal thing. At, it seems like at first, right, he's totally against really doing anything. He's like, I just want to be on vacation. I just want to be a normal kid for yeah. once. Yep. And so he has to kind of be forced into it. So, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty substantial all throughout, uh, especially if Mysterio ends up dicking them all over. Yeah. Um, because it seems like Mysterio and S.H.I.E.L.D., or not, not S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. Nick Fury and Maria Hill are kind of like, uh, they're familiar with each other before they even get Spider-Man involved. So like if Mysterio ends up fucking over everybody, yeah, I think it, I think Fury and Maria Hill are gonna play a big part in trying to get things back to normal. I'm just uh I'm excited and and super curious about how this whole thing's gonna play out because we what do you really know about this movie like next to nothing, which is the beauty of Marvel's marketing because right. they show you a bunch of stuff but they don't tell you anything. Yeah. So I guess we'll find out in a week and a half. Yes, we will. I'm excited. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Well, I think that's it for tonight, right? Yep, yep. Okay. Well, until next time, which we'll be talking about Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah, almost exclusively. Yeah. Uh, So until then, I'm Sam. I'm Mike. I'm Justin. Everybody stay twisted. Stay twisted.